Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the RCOT podcast. My name's Helen and I work in the media team here. Today I'm joined by Paul Cooper, occupational therapist and professional advisor here at the college. Paul is our in-house expert for technology in occupational therapy and is speaking to members a lot recently about the ways which they've been using technology in their everyday work. Today we're here to discuss the future of technology in occupational therapy as well as some of the ways that it's being used every day. Hello. Hi. Let's start off with what does technology mean for you? A lot of people get put off by the word technology, so what are we talking about in this particular context? Um, well, for me, technology, I guess it's, um, it's always been a thing that I've been interested in from a very young age. It, and I've looked at it in a way to make my life easier, um, whether that be through using calendars or now it's online shopping, um, to inform and educate what I do. Um, big user of Twitter at the moment and that helps really inform kind of you know what's going on in, in practice but also you know news it's used around a lot of news at the moment also let's not forget it's fun um, and it can help with independence and, and support what I'm really interested in is this idea of how very simple technology can be used to improve our lives can you give us some examples of how very simple things are making quite big changes yeah certainly I mean we over the last um, a sort of few months I've, I've put a call out to our, to our members about the sorts of things that they've um, been involved with and I've had a real variety of responses back. I mean we've for some time been working assistive technology kind of work so I've had a lot of members who are working assistive technology to support people with uh, dementia mm -hmm. um, but we've also had you know and, and calendar clocks as well that they're using with people, uh, mobile phone alerts as well, um, medication dispensers that use you know technology um, but you know, there's been a lot of talk about apps as well. Apps are obviously a huge amount of apps of out on the market that are being used to you know, support people with long-term conditions, mental health conditions, um, physical. You know, we've got um, the voice, the voice-activated devices as well. Um, housing, you know, smart technology and housing to control lights, to control heating. You know, the tablets that members are using as well to go out and uh, you know complete their notes online or show um, people kind of what they could get with regards to equipment or housing options. Thinking about this from a, a service user perspective, I guess a lot of your service users are in the ageing population. Is there an appetite and a will to adopt technological change into their personal care? Is there a job to do in, in helping educate the patients to how technology can help look after them? Yeah, I think, I think there is some work to do with our, um, our clients about educating them. But saying that, then this is where a recent Ofcom report kind of highlighted it looked at adults' um, interaction with uh, technology. And the, the figures were quite interesting. 41% of over 75-year-olds are, um, are using social media or have a social media profile now. So this perception that you know it's you know for the young um, yeah. and not for older people, I think you know is is quickly being kind of um, challenged. Yeah. But also, if you consider that the young have grown up with technology, it will just kind of be it will become a part easier. of their life. So, and I guess I guess for us as a profession, technology is all around us. But how can we incorporate that into practice? That's an interesting point, isn't it? Because you'll get technological natives as we, as we move into the future, which brings me nicely into what I wanted to, to ask you about next, which is a bit of futurescaping. What are the big technological changes that are going to happen over the longer term? So we've talked about 
the simple things that are really helping yeah. at the moment. Yeah. What's what's the big picture look like? What are you most excited about, I suppose? Well, um, I mean, there's there's a few things at the moment as well that, um, you know, I didn't quite touch on. The, the apps, I think there was 165,000 I saw on one site, the amount of health apps out there. Wow. So, you know, that's a, that's a challenge for our members to kind of know which ones are which, or which ones are good and which ones kind of, you know, uh, should work with. But again, some of our members are kind of working with them regularly and they can sort of support with that. And we've got the, the wearables, the, the Fitbits and the um, Apple Watches. And obviously they're helping at the moment to um, track our steps. You know, I certainly have my um, phone that, that tracks how many steps I do a day. And it's sure. quite addictive. I've done 10,000 today. If not, <laughs> do I need to, need to do some more walking? But the potential for these um, wearables in the future is that they will track, you know, more blood pressure, more glucose levels, um, more kind of vital statistics in the body, and then send back information to the apps, which could then possibly feed into GP records. The digital world is more connected. Fridges more, and the, all sorts. Yeah, yeah, the fridges, the, <laughs> the kind of the lights, the kind of alarms that we've got, and, you know, so, you know, it opens up quite a lot of possibilities, really. The smart meters that you get now, if, if you're an older person, you're concerned about paying your bills and yeah, you're yeah. not sure, then the smart meters allow you to see how much your electricity are using. So, yeah. You know. The simple things again. Yeah, isn't it's, it? a, it's a simple thing, but it's, it might be something that you know an occupational therapist might suggest and sort of say, "Oh, that's a you know that's a good thing to use." But um, you know, and if we're getting really kind of you know into it, the robots, yeah, you know, the robots that are out there. Yes, yes. Um, and we do have members actually. I was speaking to one this morning that's done some work um, with a mobility robot. Um, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and the, you know that's um, that is an interesting project. We've got. Um, Pepper is another kind of uh, robot that's out there in uh, Southend-on-Sea. They're trying out this robot that is a companion to, to older people, um, and it's it, you know it does it's got a tablet kind of on the front of it. it. It can play games. It can send emails, conversations. It's got some artificial intelligence in it as well. Um, then there's the um, the robotic seals. I don't know if you've ever seen no. these. They're fur little um, robotic seals. They've got really cute big eyes. Aww. <laughs> and they, um, they're used as companions for um, older people. There's lovely clips of them in, um, I think it's uh, Japan Care Home, but I think there's been some over here actually as well. Oh, wow. And they provide kind of, you know, companions stroking them and companionship and they look up at you and there's some sort of learning that goes with them. But these, you know, robots are out there and being used and things. So there's that. Um, I, um, someone coincidentally sent around a, a video this morning of um, two arms. Um, the robot arms that can um, chop up food, cook a meal for you. We all need one of them. I, I know. <laughs> I looked at that and I'm just like, this looks fantastic. But, awesome. You know, I mean, and, and it was sent around by um, someone with um, an adaptations kind of um, hat on. Yeah. And they said, what about the potential for um, major adaptations in the future? Mm. You know, robot arms in your kitchen that chops up the food, cooks it Legs for you. Legs to take the bins out. And well, no, it doesn't. I don't think it takes the bins out quite oh, Also, shame. they said it doesn't do the washing up. And I think, well, that's, oh. that's no fun, <laughs> is it? It doesn't do the washing up. Um, it just strikes me that we talked quite a lot there about what technology can do for the patient, the yeah. client, yeah. Um, which might set some alarm bells ringing if we're going to be dramatic about whether or not there could be robots replacing what occupational therapists can do for their patients. Um, I obviously don't see this as the case, but how can occupational, occupational therapists work collaboratively with technology and why should they in the future? I think this, this comes down to, we can, you know, we can talk a, about all these great and wonderful pieces of technology, but um, 
unless the technology fits you as a person and what your you know and that's where our occupation focus comes in if unless it fits with what you need and want to do it's it's got to focus around the bespoke needs of the person i think the place that occupational therapists sit within this is that that assessment process and that knowing the person knowing how it fits in with their occupation knowing how it fits in with their environment and using that technology to support the participation in occupation yeah. you know, so that's where our the offer role is, is key. Yeah, our, yeah. our unique offer and, and given that we are the experts in this I'm not talking about the entire profession suddenly becoming technological whiz kids and kind of knowing everything there is to know about technology but it's just for me this um, appreciation that, that technology is, is part of our everyday lives how can I bring it into my practice how can I kind of embed it into um, my day to day you know so you might be going in with, with one issue the example I always give is about um, if you're going in to do some um, adaptation work I mean you might use technology to look at the environment augmented reality kind of apps that you can get now to kind of see sure. but what about if that person also has a, has a you know says to you that they're a bit low in mood and they kind of you know you don't go in especially for that reason but what what if you said to them well i'm aware of this app that that is quite good you know if if to work through some mindfulness kind of um strategies sure so then therefore and you've it's looked there at and that. you don't have to go through a process yeah. to acquire it as such so we've talked an awful lot about the various different types of technology that are out there from apps to the phone uh, to robots, to all sorts of difference in between. I suppose the key question then for occupational therapists is how on earth do we keep up to date with technological advances and make sure that we are using the best ones out there, I suppose? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing is, is to kind of think about what your local area is, is talking about with this as well because there if you you know and I'm again I mentioned before that I'm on Twitter a lot there, there is something almost daily about some new technological kind of you know thing going on in there but the NHS is thinking a lot about technology mm-hmm. also you know again I'll, I'll say about social media it is it is a great way of informing yourself about what's going on um, follow the college um, obviously obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, they will you know there'll be stuff coming out there but again follow you know local people that I mentioned that might be talking about technology work um, NHS digital are doing a lot of work around apps and they've got an app library uh, that they're looking at at the moment so um, or it's you know um, there as you know as far as us as a, a college is concerned we've got you know resources um, you know uh, the library has a, a kind of a, a huge amount of um, articles and books around this kind of area so if you've got a particular interest in area contact them um, and promotional resources as well certainly the promotional resources of um, that we had as part of the improving lives saving money campaign um, and we talked a lot about social media and technology within that. We have a, an officer at the college as well that, um, you know, around social media that can uh, support you with that. And yeah, just also CPD kind of resources on the website. I and mean, we've got a, a whole heap of CPD, of yeah, stuff, a whole, yeah. whole load of CPD resources. And, and you know, the next CPD session, you know, whether it be part of your hospital where you work or kind of the team where you work have a think about kind of you know what cpd session you're doing or what in the next team meeting could you talk about that is related to technology what are you using at the moment how could you incorporate more and use some of the resources on the website to kind of you know the cpd resources to to really think that through 
That's great. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, and I think that's a really nice way to wrap up this short conversation. Um, so I think the message that I've got out of this today is that um, technology can certainly help us in everyday practice. And we should be thinking about just the simple things um, that can help both us doing a really good job and your clients as the end user. So thank you very much. So if you want to access any of the CPD resources that Paul's mentioned here today, you can access them via our website in the practice resources section. We'd really like your feedback on today's podcast and we really want to know what topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Please do get in touch via email, Facebook or Twitter. You can find all of our details in the programme information.